Welcome to Third Eye Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to creating open dialogue and conversation regarding any and all difficult topics. I am your host, Marcus Callahan, and thank you for joining me. What an honor and privilege it was to be a presenter at the first annual virtual podcasting summit, IndiePods United. Really quick, uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Robert and Tina Marie Trempert for inviting me to be a part of it. A huge thank you to all of those who decided to sponsor the event. And a huge thank you to everyone who planned and made the event a reality. I have had the privilege of getting to uh, talk to and know some very cool podcasters through this community. And I have learned so much And I'm just super excited to continue learning and honing my skills for my craft. I started my podcast because I noticed something very disturbing about our society. And that was the fact that the majority of us, especially in America, have a hard time having difficult conversations without being offended and defensive. The inability to take in information and truly comprehend the message before lashing out as a defense mechanism is something that truly hinders our progress as a civilized species. And yes, not everyone has this issue, but the majority of humans on this planet do. And it's okay to admit that our communication skills need some improving. You know, the three major topics that are always hard to talk about are race, religion, and politics. Of course, there are many more, but these three seem to be the hardest for people to discuss without being offended. That's why it's often stated that these topics are not to be discussed in the workplace or at family gatherings. They tend to make people uncomfortable. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's more than okay to be uncomfortable. In fact, I believe that it's necessary for our species to move to the next level. Being uncomfortable when it comes to subjects where you have a very deeply rooted belief system can only mean one thing. It means that you know that whatever topic you're discussing, something isn't right. And in order to make it right, growth must occur. I say to that, embrace it. Welcome the discomfort with open arms and start having the difficult conversations with those in your life. For example, if your mom believes in God, but you do not, challenge her belief system. Not in a disrespectful manner, of course, but in a way that engages her and gets her to think critically about her beliefs. After all, how can you truly believe in something if you never bother to question its validity? So that is what Third Eye Podcast is all about. And I hope you guys continue to take this journey with me because I have so much to say on so many topics. For this episode in particular, I want to discuss something that I say at the end of every episode I record. 
which is be kind to one another. But what does that really mean? The dictionary defines the word kind as having or showing a friendly, generous, and considerate nature. I want everyone to pay close attention to the keyword nature. That means kindness is something that has to be natural, not manufactured. And while kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive or weak, uh, that's not the case at all. Being kind often requires courage and strength because kindness is an interpersonal skill. Now, we've all heard about survival of the fittest and Darwin, right? Uh, survival of the fittest is usually associated with selfishness, meaning that to survive, which is a basic instinct, means to look out for yourself. But Darwin, who studied human evolution, he didn't actually see mankind as being biologically competitive and self-interested. Darwin believed that we are a profoundly social and caring species. He argued that sympathy and caring for others is instinctual, and current research actually supports this idea. Science has now shown that devoting resources to others, rather than having more and more for yourself, brings about lasting well-being. Kindness has been found by researchers to be the most important predictor of satisfaction and stability in a marriage. Many colleges, including Harvard, are now emphasizing kindness on applications for admission. Kindness should be at the forefront of everything that we do in our pursuit of happiness. In fact, happiness researcher Sean Aker demonstrated through his extensive research that if you perform random acts of kindness for two minutes a day, for 21 days, you can actually retrain your brain to be more positive. Studies show as or studies such as his show that when your brain is more positive, you are more likely to be creative, intelligent, and productive. These attributes can spin into what we perceive as quality of life attributes, uh, things like job success, wealth, healthy relationships, and better overall health. This adage that happiness breeds success is counterintuitive to what Western society popularly perceives as the opposite, that success lends itself to happiness. Kindness is a simple concept, yet so very impactful. It can make the world a better place by ending suffering at the hands of war, hunger, human rights violations, and injustice. It has the power to drastically improve our own well-being, as well as that of our families, friends, acquaintances, and strangers. The very act of expressing graciousness to one another can make us more empathetic of other people's hardships. Within the workforce, kindness towards another can inspire employees to be more productive and make businesses more profitable. And within our own communities, Kindness contributes to safer and cleaner schools and neighborhoods. Now, I want you all to pay attention to how kindness has the ability to impact your life. Observe those moments when someone does something unexpectedly kind for you. How frequently does it happen? How does it make you feel when it happens? Does it transform your outlook on the day? 
I challenge you all to commit a random act of kindness. Spend two minutes a day doing it for just three weeks and see how it makes you feel. See how it makes your recipients feel. You know, Bob Carey once said, unexpected kindness is the most powerful, least costly, and most underrated agent in human change. What a profound statement that is. And yet it is the easiest thing in the world to execute. With very little time, even just two minutes a day, and very minimal effort, we can transform a human being's day, week, or even life. The return on investment is off the charts. So how can something so simple and so easy have such a tremendous impact on others and ourselves? Well, it's because every act of kindness creates a ripple effect that spreads from person to person with no end in sight. Kindness is contagious, sort of like a disease in which the outcome is divinely beautiful. Jamil Zaki, professor of psychology at Stanford University and director of the Stanford Social Neuroscience Lab, recently conducted a series of studies that observe how witnessing kindness inspires kindness, causing it to spread like a virus. He concludes that by emphasizing empathy-positive norms, we may be able to leverage the power of social influence to combat uh, apathy and conflict in new ways. You know, there are so many different ways that you can practice kindness. One way to be kind is to open your eyes and be active when you see people in need. Do you notice when people could use a helping hand? A sense of community is created when people are kind to those who need help. Opening your eyes means noticing when others are suffering. A kind word, a smile, opening a door, or helping carry a heavy load can all be considered acts of kindness. Um, Celebrating someone you love, giving honest compliments, sending an email thanking someone, telling someone that he or she is special to you, uh, helping an elderly neighbor with yard work or food, even something as small as taking a photo of someone and sending it to that person. You know, uh, sharing food or refusing to gossip, donating clothes. These are all things and ideas about how to practice kindness. Kindness is a willingness to full heartedly celebrate someone else's successes. Uh, Gottman's work shows that your response to someone's successes may actually determine more about your relationship than how you respond when times are difficult. Do you minimize the success and not pay attention to it? Uh, Do you bring up all the problems with the success? Kindness is to be openly happy for another person. Now, kindness is also about telling the truth in a gentle way when doing so is helpful to the other person. Receiving accurate feedback in a loving and caring way is an important part of a trusted relationship. The courage to give and receive truthful feedback is a key component of growth and flexible thinking. Now, we've all heard this time and time again. Uh, 
that you never know what a person is dealing with in their personal life. So you should always be kind, right? Yet we see videos all the time of customers yelling at cashiers or people being unnecessarily rude to others for likes and video clicks. I saw a video on TikTok the other day of a young girl who was in full tears sobbing because she was yelled at by a customer at work for a policy that she has no control over. She said that she didn't want to be on this planet anymore because of how she was treated. And I hope that she doesn't take that statement to heart and do something that can't be undone. But it's things like that that make kindness such a required aspect of life. Especially in today's society where everything has become so political. It's important to remain kind and to realize that if your act of kindness is dependent upon a reward, whether it be for likes or views or the promise of something, then it's not truly an act of kindness. Because much like with love, kindness is unconditional. Kindness also includes being kind to yourself. Do you treat yourself kindly? Do you speak gently and kindly to yourself and take good care of yourself? There are many ways to be kind and many opportunities to practice. Perhaps kindness is a value that could add more satisfaction to and strengthen your relationships and life overall. All right. In preparation for the event, I went scouring the internet in search of stories of random acts of kindness. I found quite a bit, but I want to read to you three of the ones that I thought truly exhibited the true spirit of kindness. The first story is um, the man at the market. When the supermarket clerk tallied up uh, my groceries, I was $12 over what I had on me. I began to remove items from the bags when another shopper handed me a $20 bill. Please don't put yourself out, I told him. Let me tell you a story, he said. My mother is in the hospital with cancer. I visit her every day and bring her flowers. I went this morning and she got mad at me for spending money on more flowers. She demanded that I do something else with that money. So here, please accept this. It is my mother's flowers. From Leslie Wagner in Peel, Arkansas. I chose this story because it, it demonstrates that even in the midst of the worst time in your life, you can still be a blessing in someone else's life. Up next, we have a family's food angel. While going through a divorce, my mother fretted over her new worries. No income, the same bills, and no way to afford groceries. It was around this time that she started finding boxes of food outside our door every morning. This went on for months until she was able to land a job. We never did find out who it was who left the groceries for us, but they truly saved our lives. From Jamie Bolin, Emmett, Idaho. This story is the perfect example of you never know what someone is going through. I'm so happy that this family had an angel looking out for them. All right. The last one I want to share is seven miles for me.
Leaving his store, I returned to my car only to find that I had locked my keys and cell phone inside. A teenager riding his bike saw me kick a tire and say a few choice words. What's wrong? He asked. I explained my situation. But even if I could call my wife, I said, she can't bring me her car keys since this is our only car. He handed me his cell phone. Call your wife and tell her I'm coming to get her key. That's seven miles round trip. Don't worry about it. An hour later, he returned with the key. I offered him some money, but he refused. Let's just say I needed the exercise, he said. Then, like a cowboy in the movies, he rode off into the sunset. From Clarence W. Stevens, Nicholasville, Kentucky. I chose this story because it perfectly demonstrates helping a person in need simply because it's the right thing to do. All right, throughout my research on this topic, I came across something that I thought was absolutely brilliant, and I want to share it with all of you. In order to start a movement of kindness, the company Kindness & Co. created Kindness & Co. Random Acts of Kindness Kits. The kits empower an individual to start their own chain of reaction of kindness. Each kit includes a long list of fun and innovative ways in which the recipient can create their own acts of kindness. They found that people increasingly value experiences over material things. Kindness kits are their way of replacing consumerism in holiday or birthday gift giving and replacing it with the truly honorable experience of spreading cheer in people's lives. Um, additionally, businesses and organizations are using kindness kits for employee gifts, thank yous, lead generation, and tokens of customer or employee appreciation, to name a few. While it seems inconceivable that benevolence has a place in today's cutthroat, competitive, winner-take-all business environment, even the most successful companies are recognizing its virtues. Billionaire and entrepreneur Mark Cuban was recently quoted saying, Nice is way undervalued right now. It's one of the most valuable assets out there. Instead of buying bland, typical gifts again this year for your friends and family and acquaintances, how about saying and doing something more imaginative and creative that will make a bigger impact to both you and them? And rather than giving your employees a logo emblazoned Chotsky that lacks any real value to them, give them the, the experience of kindness. Give a positive experience that makes the recipient happy and helps the world. In the words of the late great Maya Angelou, people will forget what you did. They will forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Every act of kindness creates a ripple effect that spreads with no end in sight. Let's run with it. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Third Eye Podcast. I had such a blast being a part of the virtual summit. I can't wait to do it again next year. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to listen to more of my episodes, you can find them at my website, which is www.thirdeyepodcast.net or you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and every other major streaming platform. 
once again, a huge thank you to all of those who helped to put this wonderful event together and a huge shout out to Robert and Tina Marie Trimpert for approaching me about it and being so supportive. I see the work that they're doing over there on the Psychedelic Podcast, and I must say that they are hashtag goals, as the kids would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on that note, though, thank you all for listening, and I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. Remember to be kind to one another and to love each other. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day.